Welcome to Transformed by Grace, an in-depth Bible study of God's Word, presented by the Berean Bible Society. Join us each time on this station as Pastor Kevin brings the transforming message of God's grace revealed through the Holy Scriptures. been said about the Apostle Paul. He lacked the creature comforts. He was away from many of the people he knew and loved. He was hundreds of miles from home. He was in poor health. He had very little money. His future was uncertain, and his life was threatened. But the Apostle Paul really lived. Following his conversion on the Damascus Road, the Apostle Paul lived a full and abundant life of zealous service and sacrifice for his Savior. In 1 Corinthians 15.10, Paul gave this testimony about his life. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Since it was founded in 1940, the purpose of Berean Bible Society has been to help you understand and enjoy your Bible. We print our monthly magazine, The Berean Searchlight, and we print all our, all our literature, and we have this television program all for this purpose. At the request of a dear friend from Idaho, I produced a timeline chart of Paul's life and ministry in the book of Acts. This, too, was created for the purpose of helping others understand and enjoy their Bible. It is a chart detailing the important events and when they took place in Acts, the dates and locations of Paul's travels, and when and where Paul's letters were written. In this episode, we'll examine this chart together. Galatians 1, 15-24 reads, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days." But other of the apostles saw I none, save James the Lord's brother. Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. Afterwards I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea which were in Christ. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preaches the faith which once he destroyed, and they glorified God in me. As we begin to look at the chart, you will notice on the bottom left-hand corner the notation that all dates are approximate. How's that for being dogmatic? I believe there needs to be grace with the dates, and I am not inflexible with them. However, I do believe these dates to be accurate within a range of one to three years. The main purpose of the dates is to show the chronological order and flow of the events in Paul's life. And it can be helpful to see approximately when the various events of Paul's ministry took place and how far apart one event is from another. The top half of the chart deals with the main events of Paul's ministry. Corresponding with its tan color on the back of the chart 
is a short synopsis of Paul's ministry. And this section reads, On the road to Damascus, God saved the chief of sinners, Saul of Tarsus. The Lord Jesus Christ waited until Saul was in Gentile territory in Syria before he intercepted him. The reason was that Saul was to be the Apostle Paul, the Apostle of the Gentiles. Paul's conversion marked the beginning of the unfolding of the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. After Paul was saved, the Lord told Ananias that he, that is Paul, is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Paul's ministry reflects this verse in the book of Acts. The fact that the Lord mentioned the Gentiles first and the children of Israel last is significant because it teaches that following the stoning of Stephen, Israel had fallen out of favor with God. Thus God saved Paul by His grace, revealed to him the dispensation of grace, and sent him to proclaim it to the Gentiles. As that section shows, the chart was created to be a tool to help others see and understand Paul's unique calling as the one apostle under grace, to whom Christ revealed the truths of grace for the church in this current dispensation. The inside middle of the chart has pictures in the order that Paul initially visited these locations in his ministry. They don't necessarily follow the dates above and below them, but are just there to show the places where Paul had ministered. They also show that they are real locations where Paul traveled, because everything the Bible says is true and accurate. Below the pictures are the books that Paul wrote, in the order I believe he wrote them, with the approximate dates when Paul authored them. Correspondingly, in the middle back of the chart in the white section, is an explanation of the order that Paul penned his epistles. On the bottom of the chart uh, is added details about Paul's ministry, important events, and the primary locations of his apostolic journeys. Finally, on the very bottom of the chart is the important threefold declaration of Paul found in the book of Acts, in Acts 13.46, 18.6, and 28.28, stating that he was turning away from the Jews to the Gentiles. And corresponding with this is an explanation of those threefold pronouncements and their importance on the bottom of the back side of the chart in the blue section. As you look at the chart, you will notice that there are 11 years between Paul's conversion in A.D. 35 and A.D. 46 when he and Barnabas were separated out by the Holy Spirit for their first apostolic journey. When you look at the first and last date of the chart, you will find that Paul's ministry was approximately 33 years long. So that 11-year period is one-third of Paul's ministry. From 35 to 39 A.D., Paul ministered in Damascus following his conversion. He then visited Arabia for a time and then returned to Damascus. In total, that was a three-year period. Personally, I don't believe Paul spent three years in Arabia receiving the revelation of the mystery from the risen, exalted Lord. We are not told by Paul in Scripture how long he spent in Arabia. 
Paul simply wrote, I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem. I believe the majority of those three years were spent by Paul ministering in Damascus. Like Moses received the law from the Lord over a period of 40 days and 40 nights, and like the 12 apostles were taught by the Lord following his resurrection for 40 days of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, it's possible that likewise Paul received the revelation of grace from the Lord over this same time period in Arabia. Following Paul's time in Damascus, Arabia, and then back to Damascus, Galatians 1.18 reads, Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days. Three years after his conversion, Paul went up to Jerusalem for the first time. There and then Paul met with Peter for about two weeks. From Jerusalem, Acts 9.30 tells us that they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus. Paul went to Tarsus in Cilicia and had about a five to six year ministry there. And we can be sure that Saul of Tarsus tried to reach his family for Christ during that time. And there's a hint in the book of Acts that he may have reached some of his family. In Acts 23, after Paul was placed in Roman custody in Jerusalem following a riot, a plot was made where certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. And they were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. But a family member of Paul's was in Jerusalem and uncovered the plot and helped Paul. Acts twenty three sixteen reads, And when Paul's sister's son heard of their lying in wait, he went and entered into the castle and told Paul. Paul's nephew was so concerned about his uncle Paul that he shared what he had heard that he might save his life. So Paul may have reached this nephew and perhaps his sister with the gospel during his time of ministry in Tarsus. Prior to his first apostolic journey, Paul carried out an extensive ministry among the Gentiles during his first 11 years as he preached Christ in Damascus and Syria Tarsus in Cilicia, and other places in the regions of both Syria and Cilicia. As Paul set out on his second apostolic journey, Luke records how he, that is Paul, went through Syria and Cilicia confirming the churches. During Paul's first apostolic journey, he never traveled to those regions. Instead, on that journey, he and Barnabas and John Mark went straight west to the island of Cyprus, and then north to Pamphylia, and then into the region of southern Galatia, and they then backtracked nearly the same way back to Antioch and Syria, where they began their journey. The only time Paul could have founded these Gentile assemblies in Syria and Cilicia was during his three years in Damascus and Syria, and his five to six year ministry in and around Tarsus and Cilicia. Paul's ministry in Tarsus ended, when Barnabas had come to Tarsus to find Saul and bring him to Antioch in Syria. And Acts 11.26 tells us then, And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And so in A.D. 45, Paul went to Antioch and taught there for a year. At the end of that year, a great famine hit the world, and relief was sent 
to the brethren, brethren in Judea and Jerusalem. The disciples at the Antioch church sent this relief of funds and resources through Barnabas and Saul, and this resulted in Paul's second visit to Jerusalem. Following this, Barnabas and Saul returned to Antioch from Jerusalem with John Mark, and then in Acts 13 is when uh, we learn about Saul and Barnabas being separated out by the Holy Spirit in the church of Antioch, then sending, the, sending Paul on his first apostolic journey. Paul's first journey was about two years long. Again, it took him to the island of Cyprus, then up to the region of southern Galatia, where he visited Antioch of Pisidia, Iconium, Lystra, and Derbe, and established churches in those locations. At the end of his first apostolic journey, Paul returned to Antioch in Syria, his sending church, and after returning, the question of circumcision and salvation of the Gentiles led to the council in Jerusalem around 49 A.D. We'll be returning to the program in just a minute, but first we'd like to take this time to thank you, our partners, for making these programs possible. If you would like to access our library of helpful Bible study tools, go to BereanBibleSociety.org. The timeline of Paul's ministry, Conversion to Martyrdom, is a fold-out chart written by Pastor Kevin Sadler, president of Berean Bible Society. This timeline is meant to help you understand the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul. Although dates are approximate, a careful study of the scriptures was completed to provide events, locations, dates, and Bible references on the timeline. The chart also provides brief descriptions to explain Paul's ministry of turning from Israel to the Gentiles as the dispensation of grace was revealed. To order your copy, contact Berean Bible Society for pricing and availability at 262-255-4750 or visit our website at BereanBibleSociety.org. To receive our free full-color 32-page monthly magazine, the Berean Searchlight, call 262-255-4750 or subscribe online at www.bereanbiblesociety.org. Thank you again for your generous gifts. And now, back to the teaching with Pastor Kevin. Galatians 2.1 reads, Then fourteen years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. One item I heavily debated in the making of this chart is the 14 years mentioned by Paul in Galatians 2.1. In many ways, this verse provides the timing for Paul's ministry. I believe Paul was basing these 14 years from a single point, his conversion. The overall point of Paul's timeline of events in Galatians 1.15-2.1 is to show that he did not receive his gospel of man, neither was I taught it. And that after he was saved, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. Paul's point wasn't to describe how long it was uh, between trips to Jerusalem, but to show the separation he had from the twelve as he received revelation from the Lord since his conversion. For 14 years, Paul had little to no contact with the twelve in Jerusalem, 
which Paul wrote to prove that they did not teach him his gospel, but that instead he received it, as he says in verse 12 of chapter 1, by the revelation of Jesus Christ. If one adds up the years covered in this passage, the total should not include only Galatians 1.18, after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter, and then skip ahead to the 14 years of Galatians 2.1 and add them together and say it had been 17 years total. To be consistent, the time frame should also include the afterwards I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, where Paul spent approximately six years. Then comes Galatians 2.1, then 14 years after, I went up again to Jerusalem. If you stack and add all the years together uh, from this passage, it equals around 23 years. If you place those years in the timeline of Paul's ministry and have his third visit to Jerusalem in approximately A.D. 58, 23 years after his conversion, it becomes impossible to fit everything in that took place in his ministry. Therefore, my conclusion regarding Galatians 2.1 is that the three years and the six years mentioned in chapter 1 are included within the 14 years And the 14 years was the amount of time since his conversion on the Damascus Road when it pleased God, and he called me by his grace to reveal his Son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Galatians 1, 6 reads, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. The order of Paul's letters is heavily debated, But I believe Galatians is the first epistle Paul penned. Paul addressed this letter unto the churches of Galatia. He does not identify these churches, but we know that they were churches where Paul had personally ministered. Galatians 4, 13-15 describes how Paul preached the gospel of grace unto them through infirmity of the flesh, and how they received him as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus and that they would have plucked out their own eyes and have given them to Paul. The book of Acts only mentions four Galatian cities that Paul visited, Antioch of Pisidia, Iconium, Lystra, and Derbe. Churches in each of these cities were established by Paul during his first apostolic journey. All these cities were in southern Galatia. Paul visited Galatia in all three of his apostolic journeys. However, none of the locations or churches in the rest of the province are identified when Paul traveled in the north and throughout the region of Galatia, says Acts 16.6, during his second apostolic journey, nor when he went all over the country of Galatia, strengthening all the disciples, says Acts 18.23, during his third apostolic journey. And it mentions only disciples, not churches as Paul traveled all over the rest of Galatia there. For these reasons, I believe Paul wrote to the churches named in Acts in southern Galatia after his first apostolic journey, the churches of Antioch of Pisidia, Iconium, Lystra, and Derbe. After returning from this first apostolic journey, Paul marveled that they were so soon removed from him 
that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Putting all this together makes Galatians the first letter written by Paul. Following his separation from Barnabas when they could not agree about taking John Mark on the next journey, in A.D. 49, Paul set out on his second apostolic journey with Silas and traveled by land through Syria, Cilicia, Galatia, and up to Troas. And then he went across into Europe following the vision of the man from Macedonia, pleading with Paul to come over and help us. Paul then went to Macedonia and Achaia and visited Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, Athens, and Corinth. First and second Thessalonians were written from Corinth, where Paul resided for a year and a half, after Paul had recently established the Thessalonian church. From Corinth, Paul went to Ephesus in Asia Minor on his return to Antioch in Syria, completing his three-year journey. In A.D. 53, Paul set out again on his third apostolic journey. He traveled through Syria, Cilicia, Galatia, then across to Ephesus. And 1 Corinthians was penned at Ephesus during Paul's two-year stay there. 2 Corinthians was written after Paul left Ephesus and traveled to Macedonia. Going through Macedonia, Paul went to Corinth in Greece, and Romans was the fruit of this stay by Paul in Corinth. After returning from this journey in Acts 21, around A.D. 57, Paul was arrested in Jerusalem following a riot which started after he was falsely accused of bringing a Gentile into the temple. For his protection, Paul was transferred to Caesarea, where he remained a prisoner for two years. During this time, Paul stood before the Roman governors Felix and Festus, as well as King Herod Agrippa II. Before Festus, Paul had exercised his right as a Roman citizen and appealed to Caesar, and thus in A.D. 60, Paul was taken to Rome where he was incarcerated in a rented house. Paul's next four epistles were written during this two-year imprisonment in Rome. Here Paul wrote what are often called the prison epistles, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. In each of these letters, Paul wrote of his bonds. Paul's last three epistles were written after the Acts period. Following Paul's release from prison around A.D. 63, he did apostolic work on the island of Crete and wrote 1 Timothy and Titus. However, Paul was again arrested and imprisoned in Rome in A.D. 67, where he wrote the letter of 2 Timothy in anticipation of his impending death. To summarize, during the book of Acts, Paul wrote six letters. Galatians, after Acts 14, 1 Thessalonians and Acts 18, 2 Thessalonians and Acts 18, 1 Corinthians and Acts 19, 2 Corinthians and Acts 20, and Romans and Acts 20. During the two years of his first Roman imprisonment, he wrote four letters, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. Then after the Acts period and after his release, he wrote 1 Timothy and Titus, and finally his last letter during his final imprisonment in Rome, 2 Timothy. Titus 1.5 reads, For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. As you can see in the A.D. 63-67 to release and further work section of the chart, I believe Paul was released from his first Roman imprisonment. 
We can believe this for a couple reasons. First, Paul wrote Titus and reminded him about how he had left him in Crete to set things in order and to ordain elders in the churches in every city where they had been established. Other than briefly stopping by Crete on a ship on his way to Rome as a prisoner, there is no other time Paul visited Crete. These churches could have only been established after Paul was released from his first Roman imprisonment. Second, during his second Roman imprisonment, Paul asked of Timothy, The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee. My own chart helped me with this proof of Paul's reliefs. I wondered how long it had been since Paul had been to Troas when he wrote this to Timothy in A.D. 67. And looking at the chart, you can see that it had been at least 10 years in A.D. 57 during his third apostolic journey. Now, I don't know about you, but it would be hard to remember that you left a coat anywhere a decade ago. Paul telling Timothy to bring that coat that he left at Troas with Carpus tells us that the apostle had lately visited Troas on the coast of Asia Minor and had left it there. This only could have happened, though, if Paul had been set at liberty to do so. Acts 28, 28 reads, Be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. Along the inside bottom of the chart, you can see Acts 13.46, 18.6, and 28.28. In the threefold pronouncement by Paul, telling the Jews that he was turning to the Gentiles and that the salvation of God is sent to the Gentiles. This is significant because it demonstrated how God was changing his dealings with mankind. The book of Acts is about the fall, diminishing, and temporary setting aside of Israel. And as Paul wrote in Romans during the Acts period, through there, or Israel's fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles. Paul's threefold declaration about turning to the Gentiles reveals how God was making the transition away from his program with Israel under the law, to a new program with the Gentiles in the church, the body of Christ, under grace. Thus, when you read the book of Acts, you see how it starts with Israel, but it ends with the Gentiles. It starts with Peter, but it ends with Paul. It begins with a message in which Peter called on Israel to repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. But it ends with Paul taking the good news to the nations, a message Paul received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And the gospel of the grace of God is a message of faith alone in Christ, giving all who believe an assurance of eternity in heaven. For nearly 80 years, the Berean Bible Society has endeavored to encourage believers everywhere to study God's Word. With this foundation, the believer is equipped to grow spiritually and energized to effectively share the gospel. Through the tools of both traditional and electronic media, we are positioned to reach our world well into the coming generations. Streaming lessons, printed materials, audio teachings, and daily devotionals are all available at the BereanBibleSociety.org. Thank you again for tuning in to Transformed by Grace. We appreciate your prayer support and the financial gifts. 
The purpose and mission of the Berean Bible Society is to help you understand the whole counsel of the Word of God. For more information, visit our website at www.bereanbiblesociety.org or give us a call at 262-255-4750. Or if you prefer, write us at the Berean Bible Society, P.O. Box 756, Germantown, Wisconsin, 53022. Now until next time, may you be transformed by God's grace.